Here we go. You're listening to Rumination Thursday, Law and Gospel, on this first day of July, the first in the year of our Lord, 2021. I'm Pastor Tom Baker, and with me is Pastor Wes Reimnitz. And we're going to be talking about a distinction that comes from the categories of law and gospel that I discovered last Sunday when I spoke of it, that very few people had heard of it. And so we want to thank uh, Pastor Reimnitz for finding a number of items that talk about the alien work of God. Right, Pastor Reimnitz? That's right. Boy, there's quite a bit written, especially by Luther, on that topic. Yes. The idea of God's alien work doesn't mean that God is an alien, but he has a proper work that he wants to do for us. And that, of course, is to give us the message of Jesus Christ. And when he gives us that message, that's really good news. However, there's another message, and that is not his proper work, but his alien work. In other words, Luther derived this idea of the alien work of God from Isaiah chapter 28, verse 21, and concludes that God's proper work is to comfort, but his alien work is to terrify. Can you explain that a little further? Hmm. It's a nice distinction. I also came up with it as the proper, Luther said, the proper work is to save, as you say, comfort. And the strange work or the alien work is to judge and destroy. That uh, in his 1516 sermon, yeah, let's put it this way. He says, what must we mean by the work of God? It is nothing else but to create righteousness, peace, mercy, patience, kindness, joy, and health, inasmuch as the righteous, truthful, peaceful, kind, you know, can do nothing other than to do likewise according to God. So the proper work is to, to save. The strange work or the other work, the alien work, is is uh, to destroy or or to uh, do, do away with. Yes, in fact, um, I was unaware in 1516, he was already talking about the theologian of the cross and the theologian of self-glory. That didn't come about until the Heidelberg Disputation that I was aware of in 1518. But it's a distinction where... There are two kinds of people. There are those who attempt to get their own righteousness by their good works. That's their self-glory. And then there are those who look to the cross to receive righteousness. And God doesn't want to hurt or harm, but it's a way of him making people aware of the fact that they cannot become self-righteous. 
Right. Well, wouldn't you also say, though, that this strange alien work of his, which is is to uh, judge and to destroy, is to show all mankind that they are sinful? Yes. That's part of his purpose, because by showing that the works we do are sinful, that gives us an understanding of why he's doing what he's doing. It's that Isaiah 28, verse 21 passage. Let me read it. For the Lord will rise up as on Mount Perazim, as in the valley of Gideon. He will be roused to do his deed. Strange is his deed. And to work his work, alien is his work. Now, what's this all talking about, the Mount Perizim in the Valley of Gibeon? Well, it's where, uh, as Luther says, that the king did not want to go to battle unless there were some signs of the wind. In Hebrew, the, the word means robber or to break through, who separates and divides those who walk on the king's highway but like robbers go untrodden roads. So he stands there at the mount and separates the one true way uh, with his his own way. So he he would deliver the enemy into the hands of Israel. And I believe it's King David. This is what Christ did. He divided the ungodly from the godly by his word in order to save his own. And so he does with our flesh and to preserve us through various afflictions. Now, in the Valley of Gibeon, that's the story in Joshua chapter 9, where God freed his own people from the enemies by a hailstorm. So also Christ defends his own by his word which to the ungodly is nothing but hail and hailstones, while to the godly it is rain. Therefore, to an ungodly person, the word is scandal, pestilence, and even death. But to the godly, it is righteousness, refreshment, life, and sweet aroma. And he makes the point that Christ's alien work is due not to the gospel, but to the ungodly, who by their unfaithfulness turn all good things into evil. And therefore, Luther calls this God's alien work to cast down the ungodly, who are themselves to blame in order to save his own godly people who accept the word and all things of God. Well said. It makes makes one wonder. Uh, it's hailstorm either way that you look at it, uh, and uh, to the ungodly, as they look at the cross, is this without uh, the Holy Spirit entering into their hearts? Yes, you know. Luther, in his sermon on Isaiah 28, gives an analogy of what he's talking about. Because 
what is the normal work of a farmer? He wants to sow uh, the seed. But then what does he also have to do? He must get rid of the weeds. You know, we've been traveling to these churches in Illinois, and uh, we're doing it over a year. And it's amazing, after the harvest was taken in, say, of the corn or the soybeans, that the land was plowed again and again until it became ready to receive the seed. And that is an alien work of a farmer because his main goal is to plant the seed and see the harvest come about. Mm. You know, and it's interesting as as you read through on Luther there, it's not our work, but it's God's own proper work, which he plants. He raises his own and uproots and drives out and casts away the ungodly. Yes. As he says elsewhere in the Bible, he kills the flesh in order to make the spirit alive. In other words, it's a joyful thought which shows that every flower and splendor of the flesh must fall away so that the spiritual flower may bloom. Now, what is Luther talking about in regard to this splendor of the flesh that needs to fall away? Well, he kills the flesh so that he makes the spirit alive, as you said. And it's that shows that every flower and splendor of the flesh must fall away and the spiritual flower may bloom in that we, we were, I would look at it in terms of our, our baptism where we crucify our self in, in, in the death of Christ and we rise as new people. Yes, it's as though God is saying that he is the God of life and salvation. This is mm. his proper work. Yet in order to accomplish this, he kills and destroys. These works are alien to him, but through them, he can accomplish his proper work. For example, how did that happen when Adam and Eve fell into sin? What was his mm. alien work he did? Well, he, he drove them out of the garden and gave them the uh, the uh, prophecy that one day a seed would come forth and 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 uh, save them. So, which was his alien work? Which was his proper work? Well, his proper work was the prophecy that that uh, one day there would come a savior, a Messiah, to save all mankind. And his alien work was the driving out of the garden. Excellent, excellent. So. This is really a comfort to us that a lot of times bad things happen to us. It, it may be due to the weather. Um, we just had that horrible incident, was it in Florida, where a building mm -hmm. fell down and a number of people were killed. And this really moves people to turn to God for help. So his alien work, it's kind of like a parent. What's the alien work of a parent? Uh, well, uh, 
as none other than uh, Mark pointed out uh, on Tuesday, is parents discipline their children, and sometimes it, it pains the parent more than it does the children to to try and discipline them to to go in the right direction. Yes, the discipline to a child is in order to get the child working right. But as I said, if two people went to an adoption agency and they wanted to adopt a child and the people asked them, well, why do you want to adopt a child? They said, well, at home, we have no one to punish. And so that's why we want our own child. They would not get the adoption because that's an alien work of parents. Parents, it hurts them at times to discipline the child because the child sometimes doesn't understand why they're being disciplined. They get angry at the parents. And there's a lot of discipline that doesn't occur because the parents don't want to lose the favoritism of their children. But does that mean that God just forgoes the discipline? No, God still brings in discipline, even when parents don't. Take a look at all of the children who are on drugs. Maybe the parents didn't stop them from it or discipline them. And now look, they lose their jobs. They lose their relationships with their family. Uh, It's a horrible situation. It's kind of like a divorce. When a person has an unbiblical divorce, God's alien work kicks in where the family is no longer happy. Many of the children think, well, my parents got the divorce because of me, and, and therefore it's really hard for kids to get through something they thought that they had made happen. And so that's Mm -hmm. why such things are alien to our proper behavior as parents. Well, as I hear you speak about it, Luther in explaining Isaiah 28, 21, talks about the narrow covers and the wide covers. Yeah, explain that. Well, the narrow covers are the ones that uh, God has made and uh, those those who toil and, and stray from the word, our covers are made narrow by God in this alien work, and we're disciplined by various afflictions so that we may be saved by God's alien work. But the ungodly are altogether driven, want to stretch out their own covers, so to speak. And I just listening to that is, is God's righteousness versus our own work righteousness. Yes, our own right work righteousness, Luther says, is like a narrow cover that does not comfort us or keep us warm. Because by going and finding our own righteousness, then we lose out on the righteousness of Christ, which results in justice, truth, and peace. Kind of reminds me in the gospel where he says the narrow way and the wide way, doesn't it? Yes, good point. What's the narrow way? 
narrow way is uh, the cross of Christ, the gospel, the, the proper work, so to speak, to be saved. Yes. Now, sometimes, and I was thinking about this, the alien work of God becomes the proper work of certain organizations. And I would say in the area of politics, the proper work of the state is to imprison people who do not follow the law. In other words, yes, we wish they would be obedient. Yet in order to accomplish this, we sometimes have to put them in a situation where they are unable to continue to do their works, which are contrary to the will of God. Mm. Well, you know, Luther believed that there were three hierarchies in our society, the government, the church, and, and the people or the family. And it was the duty of, of the church to teach and instruct the government and the family in, in the proper work of, of, of God. Yes. In other words, he is the God of life and salvation. That's his proper work. Yet in order to accomplish this, he sometimes needs to kill and destroy. These works are alien to him, but through them, he accomplishes his proper work. For when he kills our will that thinks it can become righteous apart from him, he does that so that his righteousness may be established in us. He subdues the flesh and its lusts that the spirit and its desires may come to life. I had a recent conversation with someone who had become Lutheran by listening to our law and gospel. And what he loves about Lutheran teaching is that the burden of having to obey God's law in order to be righteous in God's sight was mm. lifted from him. And he no longer had that burden, knowing that Jesus had taken care of that burden by dying on the cross and fulfilling the punishment that should have been ours. Well, I got a question for you. Yes. You know, we were in, Luther says we must be disciplined by various afflictions so that we may be saved by God's, God's alien work. Is that is is he talking about the whole COVID pandemic that we're facing today, or or alluding to it? Well, that was another article that you sent that I thought was very good, and it was entitled "Martin Luther Helps Us to See Divine Love in Pandemic Suffering," and what the article talked about is that this pandemic is part of God's alien work. You know, a lot of people think that due to the virus, fewer people are going to church. But I don't know about in your experience, but a lot more are listening to church services over the internet. And right now, 
things are starting to open up where individuals can now come to church and be able to receive the Lord's Supper. And there's real hope that the numbers will be even greater. In fact, in our own Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, uh, they just had a report at one of our meetings about how the contributions did not fail and that synod's balance in contributions is better right now than than it's been for many a year. And so this is how that pandemic moved people to keep up with the contributions so that the message of Jesus Christ could continue to be preached. In other words, his proper work to, to save and to comfort was right there all along without us realizing it. Yes. Uh, during the virus, we've had, for example, at the church I attend, you had elderly people who did not really want to come to church and be mixed with others who might have had the virus. And so we had special meeting for them after the church service where, like in one case, uh, the woman and her husband came and we gave them a little sermon and also provided them with the Lord's Supper. And that was an opportunity that really comforted them, which would not have happened had the pandemic not been taking place. You know, and I, I called on a lady in, in the hospital uh, who was in there for, for lung issues, and she, she of course, expressed her faith. And what was so interesting about it was, uh, as we were talking, she was, she was told that if she got COVID, she would die because of her, her weakened lungs. She caught COVID, and she says, I survived it. And she says, only by, by the grace of God am I still here to, to witness and, and uh, follow him. See, that's God's alien work, giving us a recognition of who really is in charge. Because during wartime, let's say your son or daughter goes into war, what is the family doing at home? They're praying mm -hmm. again and again. So this is how even a war can lead individuals to look to God for their help, comfort, and security. This is what God did since the fall of Adam and Eve into sin. And Paul even makes a point that... You know, I have a thorn in my flesh, but that's there in order to keep me humble. And I rejoice when I realize I have this thorn in the flesh because it's God's way of helping me to see how truly important he is and that I am not really so righteous in his sight apart from the works of Jesus Christ. Couldn't have said it any better. It's, it's Christ and Christ alone that, that gives us our glory. So at times we may get 
prideful about the work we're doing and how we're helping people, etc. And so God wants to remind us that it's really him working through us that makes these differences and that God is the one that should be getting all the credit for our salvation. And that occurs because he does his alien work in reminding us of how important he is. Exactly. And it comes down to those two parts that that, uh, we discuss often. The law, which shows us our sins, and the gospel, which shows us our, our Savior. Nobody likes hearing God's law because mm-hmm. it embarrasses them and it makes them think that they're not worthy. But a proper preaching of the law, like did John the baptizer, what did he say about the one coming after him? Uh, his sandals, I'm not even fit to untie. Greater because than what was Jesus going to bring? Uh, the good news. The good news. The Lamb of God. The Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Exactly, and John baptized with water, but Jesus would be baptizing with water and the Holy Spirit, and mm-hmm. that, of course, occurred at Pentecost. And many poli- people believed the repentant sermons of John the Baptist and therefore were prepared for the coming of the Lord. Well, I'm glad you found this this thing on the alien of God. It, it was quite interesting researching it to the words of Luther and how he looked at it. Yes, I was surprised how much you found in Luther that talked about it. Well, on tomorrow's Law and Gospel, you'll have the opportunity to write me at lawandgospel at lawandgospel101.com and ask a question about today or anything else. And we will attempt to answer that on Open Mic Friday. Until then, I'm Tom Baker and Wes Reimnitz. God bless you. Listen to Law & Gospel each weekday morning at 9.30 on KFUO. For a tax-deductible gift to Law & Gospel, please make your check payable to Concordia Mission Society and mail it to Tom Baker, P.O. Box 28910, St. Louis, Missouri, 63132. To give online, visit lawandgospel101.com or call toll-free 1-877-267-1962. Views and opinions expressed on Worldwide KFUO may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. If you'd like to comment on programs or topics heard on Worldwide KFUO, write us at KFUO, 1333 South Kirkwood Road, St. Louis, Missouri, 63122. You can also leave a question or comment on our comment line at 314-996-1542. We are the messenger of good news, Worldwide KFUO.